Good evening and welcome to Mountain Bears. How are you? How are you, darling? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, I don't know. It's been a really weird ass news week. <laughs> that it has. That do we want to start off with the first one and work our way down? Or do we just want to go from insanity to insanity? Oh, take a random shot of insanity. All right, so everyone knows that um, we had to have our vehicle worked on. It's quite good that we actually ended up having our vehicle worked on. Here's why. Otherwise, we would have been on the news and filming the news. Unfortunately, they were shooting in the area that we would have been driving through to go to Mama Nights. Apparently, someone stole a truck and went over county. And continued waving a weapon at officers and bystanders. And well, see, well, because there was the chase started in Beckley, went all the way to Fayette County, shot back to, and I mean that in terms of the chase, back mm-hmm. to Beckley. Right. Um, and yeah, then this turned into a disabled vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So he exited the vehicle with a weapon, yay for brandishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then, refused to put it down. Being told numbers of times, put down your weapon. Don't point your weapon at people. Put down your weapon. Yeah. 
Um, very much did that happen. Um, there, there. It, see, here's the struggle, though. Is you sit there, and, and the videos have gone around Facebook. Um, the the problem is is distraught at best. Right. Um, potentially not really hearing and processing mm-hmm. what was going on. Right. Um, altered in some way, right. whether just by the stress of the situation. Um, none of that's clear. Right. Um, but no, is complying with nothing. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call this and people aren't going to like what I say. I think this is suicide by cop. I, uh... I don't know that it necessarily started that way. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as that is basically how it ended. Yeah. Um, there, there's, there's a lot of back and forth. Um, uh, uh, there's a lot of traumatized people who were stuck in traffic during this incident who mm-hmm. were able to record video. Mm-hmm. Um. It's really hard to make out right. in terms of was this excessive? Was this over the top? Was this a reasonable shooting? <sighs> a lot of people are lynching on or, or like, you know, at, well, at least, you know, holding tightly right. um, to the fact that he had a record. For breaking in and right, um, which effectively is what he's also accused of here, um, prior to stealing the vehicle is attempted. Right. Vehicle. Um, <sighs> I really struggle with that because I don't know how much these officers could have known, right, until afterwards, right. Because, I mean, it's not like you run the plates on a stolen vehicle and go, oh, well, obviously. Right. You know, he has a record. No, you you didn't know that. Right. You couldn't have known that. You didn't know who he was. It would be my best guess. Right. Is how how did you identify him before Mm -hmm. to know that information? And I don't feel they identified him before. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, I think that best, this is after the fact information, and that mm-hmm. after fact information is a big problem. But what we saw originally coming out, and a lot of people are outraged that they shot so much. The problem is, is they're trained to fire until the clip ends. Yeah. Okay, officers don't stop shooting just because one bullet hits. What if it hit the pavement? What if it hit the dirt? You know, I'm... What if that's the moment he decided maybe I should drop to the ground and start listening? Right. Um, I, I mean, argumentatively, he, he didn't do that, but... Right. Um, at the same time... Right. Um, there, there, there is a lot of... I think... And, and well-meaning, well-placed concern. Right. Um... 
that it was quite obvious that like this was honestly a situation in which very likely he needed more than an officer with a gun as a tool to de-escalate the situation. Right. Um, because like the level he, he appears at, and we're not showing that video. No, we're not. Uh, no. No. We've seen them all. Um, the shots in the signpost. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I just he he does seem very disturbed. Highly. I understand he's holding a weapon while being very disturbed. Yes. I understand that part. Um it's also unclear from the video what instructions he was getting. Most of the videos are primarily from inside a vehicle windows up uh -huh. so you, you, there's so to speak no audio there is audio there's just no useful right like you're not hearing any of the of what's going on right um you're you're seeing it right um and see, looking at the videos, he's being told repeatedly, put the weapon down, put the weapon down, as he's moving closer to what is assumed to be unarmed people in vehicles pulled over to the side of the road because they've been stopped. Yeah. I, I don't think this one had any hope of a good resolution. No. Potentially, no matter what anyone did. Right. Um, I like, I will grant that. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it is really unfortunate to, to see. Right. And it's been really unfortunate for the people that have seen. Right. Um, but yes, we could have most, and would have most likely if we hadn't have just been on the other side of it. Right. Would have probably been right there. Yeah. Looking at like, the schedule, we would have been driving through that area at that time. Mm -hmm. um, that's when you look at it and go, okay, universe, guess you had better plans. Yep. We didn't need the car today. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people are, you know, going down on these officers. I'm sorry. I've reviewed the video. They're following procedure after procedure after procedure. And 49, and, you know, one of the uh, lady, one of the police officers who I said, that her husband hasn't slept for days over this. And that's understandable. And, and it is unfortunate. All right. Um, and I think the, the fact that there is so much video of the fact that he is obviously disturbed. Mm -hmm. On one hand, it is very much credence to he is very disturbed. Right. Like, like whatever's going on, whether it's drug-related, whether it's mental health breakdown, whether it's just the, the whole experience right. of being chased, having a vehicle fail, getting out of a car with a weapon, having that many officers' attention. Right. Um, but the 
fact that there is enough video, it, it, like this is not he the the car disabled and he was instantly out. Yeah. Like it was not like car disabled, car comes to a complete stop, he jumps out, bam, bam, bam. Right. Like that is fundamentally the series of events, but it is not like all of the events. Boom, boom, boom. Right. It's not a within thirty seconds of the vehicle right. dying, he was dead. Exactly. Um, there's several minutes of video, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking about someone who is again, quite obviously disturbed, who is uh-huh. not carefully um, handling a firearm. No, pointing it at himself, pointing it at suspect, pointing it at officers, pointing it at individuals by the road. Well, I will say, though, like, while careless, I didn't see actual aiming. Like, now he did aim at his own head multiple times. Right. Um, but as for like specifically picking a target, right? You know what I mean? Like he he spent far more time aiming at himself mm-hmm. than he actually spent. Well, now granted that that doesn't mean he wasn't aiming it or or carelessly moving the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, which he was. Right. Um, but as for actually drawing down a target, right? That he, I, I really don't think I ever saw that in any of the video. Right. Now, I, granted, what else there was, what else occurred, mm-hmm. is whatever else occurred. Right. But as for the the components of video, right? There's no clear like he comes to a complete aim. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, right. you know, it's a just... lot of extreme hand movements while holding a gun. Right. Dangerous hand movements while holding yes, a gun. Yes, very. And moving closer to innocent bystanders to the point that they're at, you know, that's less than 22 feet from one to the other. No, I mean, it's it's an unfortunate situation. It's unfortunate for him. It's unfortunate for officers. It's unfortunate for everyone. This is not, you know, a lot of love for the police. Right. Like, that's not what this is. I'm just going, technically, I, I don't think you're going to see charges out of this one. No. Not against officers for responding. Because no. he had ample opportunity to either kill someone, kill himself. Mm-hmm. Or do as the officers requested. Right. Which so. was stop, put down the weapon. Stop, put down the weapon. We can talk to you. Stop, put down the weapon. We just want to talk to you. Yeah. Sorry. We know the commands. We hear them in our heads. All right. So what is going on with Kavanaugh not being able to get a restaurant thing? Um, yeah, so <laughs> so some of y'all may remember the uh, rapist on the Supreme Court. I mean, the um, one of the newer Supreme Court justices, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so y- you might also remember he-, he did that little voting thing. 
with, with the Supreme Court recently mm -hmm. uh, regarding abortion. Mm -hmm. Well, news leaked that he was going to be eating dinner at Morton's Steakhouse, and protesters showed up out front. Mm -hmm. Um. And, uh, yeah, he had to leave by rear entrance. Now, Morton's uh -huh. um, decided to, to jump into the fray of this. Okay. And effectively condemn the protesters for their protest, uh -huh. for their, their lack of decorum and their, you know, the, the audacity. Uh-huh. To protest while people try to eat and the harm they cause mm -hmm. to uh, other other patrons of the restaurant. Um, yeah, that that whatever just about as well as you'd expect. Right. Um. So, um, in other news, if you are anywhere, there is a Morton's location this weekend, and you know you two go with the. Uh, lovely uh scriptural loophole of using the back door like brett kavanaugh and you know aren't pro-choice um you you can you can eat at a morton's restaurant this weekend because there will be tons of reservations where no one shows up yeah people are booking reservations right insanely so yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot of I, lot of lot of fake reservations right now for Morton's. Well, I'm quite sure. I mean, you know, and, and depriving our poor rapist justice. Um. Now there are a lot of have a good steak dinner. Uh, well, you know, there's that. Um, of course, then again, not a lot of people are really feeling bad for him because you know they. I, I'm sure that Brett would agree with this, that um, dinner starts at reservation. Uh-huh. So he really didn't miss out on much. No. Nah. Um, the, the, this one just writes itself. Oh, it does. It writes um, itself right into the history books. It's like, yeah. 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 Um, but no. So, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting time for Morton's. Well, I'm not interested um, in them. They've never had a good service. They never have good steak, and their bread's dry. I'd rather go to Outback. Hey, there you go. Uh, hey, Brenda. Hey, Mike. Hey, Natalie. Oh, hi. So some really disturbing news came out of Colorado. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a little screwed up. That's really fucking screwed up. And you know, I'm waiting for our you ask the mortician to to have a video about it. Successful entrepreneurs know. Hey, oh, you know, at wow. least it'll at least we've got a uh, a chance that that'll uh, let everyone forget about the West Virginia funeral home nightmare. No, no, we don't forget. We have a very long memory of it. Well, you know, there's that. <clears throat> but, but, yes. Well, so. Go for it. Okay, so Megan Hess, who originally pled not guilty, has now decided um, to plead guilty. 
Um, she is one of the co-owners of the Mesa, uh, or excuse me, Sunset Mesa Funeral Home and uh, Donor Services. After admitting in federal court on Tuesday to defrauding at least a dozen families who wish for their loved ones to be cremated. Now, this is not an, oops, we accidentally buried your loved one. Um, we sold them. Yeah, these parts of them, maybe all of them. They're counting um, out all of them. Yeah. Um, and oh, then we, you know, turned around and gave you commingled remains, or the or floor. concrete, or concrete, or the floor dust. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah. This. This is a wild one. Um, so yeah, Hess is looking at 12 to 15 years in jail. Um, she co-ran this business with her mother. Who is still pleading not guilty. This will be an interesting case to follow up on. Oh, and it just gets better. So of course the funeral home charges about a thousand dollars for cremation. They agreed to waive that charge. Um, in exchange for a body donation, this is part of where the uh, misleading uh, families comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to the fact that, in some instances, they just did whatever they wanted. Right. Um, they also forged documents, as you do. Yeah. Um, because you know someone has to agree to everything. Um, but then it gets more fun. So a former employee accused Hess of earning $40,000. Keep that number in mind. Think about how much gold that is. Mm-hmm. By extracting and selling the gold teeth of some deceased individuals. Mm-hmm. This is made worse um, because, of course, these uh, the bodies uh, part and parts that they were selling... Were of course being used for educational opportunities. And of course, to do that, you have to certify that those bodies and body parts are uh, free of infectious disease. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, many of those tested positive for or belong to people who died from infectious diseases, including hepatitis B, C, and HIV. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a case. Yeah. That's a case. That's a case. Um, what will be interesting is if other cases come out that she's infected others. Yeah, like, there's no clue how deep the rabbit hole goes. Um, and how it, deep it goes. I mean, that's even worse. You know, well, how and then, long has she been doing this? How long has she been doing this before families? How long has this been going on? Well, and it may be one of those moments where her move to plead guilty mm-hmm. um, is basically, you know, shut down the investigation before it goes any further and they find anything else. Right. Well, what gets me is her last name is Hess. Now, mm-hmm. we had a funeral home uh, that was here by Hess. Um, so that makes me worried. Is this going to go into deeper 
operations. Ah, it may just be an odd coincidence. Mm-hmm. Or a really large family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's no telling. Um, in... In some families, though, the, um, you know, the family business. Right. Sometimes it really is like an entire family just does nothing but run funeral homes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that doesn't mean all of them operate the same way. Right. Like, at any point, you can always have one, you know, person in a family. Right. Who gets the wrong end of the stick. Right. And it's like, no, 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 no. Just because you can, just because right. you could, just because no one's probably ever going to find out, right? doesn't mean you should. What I really, what what I didn't see with this one, what I didn't get a chance to look at, is how they found out. Mm. That would have to have been a report by some former employees. Well, I would hope, um, because otherwise, just... How do you find out? How do you find out? Like what 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 occurs that you magically find out? Right. Um that that like your loved one is um cement fix. Dust off the floor, you know, whatever's white and powdery. Um, what's interesting here is they're going to have to go into it a lot more. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think anything ends well in this one. Right. Um, but no, I was, I was interested to see if we could quickly find the original reporting. Oh, that's back to... Ah, uh, no thanks. Excuse me. Oh, detected at the front door. Dang it. I was so close. There we go. Um, I was looking. Oh, Dang it, Denver Post. I was so close. Wow. Like, he keeps wanting to. Okay, so back to the arrest. Um, finally found it. This was back in March of 2020. Wow. Took it a while. Yeah, it was, I would say it's taken a while. Um, let's see, I'm looking through really, really quick. So, according to a recently unsealed grand jury indictment from 2010 through 2018, Hess and Koch operated Sunset Mesa Funeral Directors, mm-hmm. which purported to provide burial and cremation services, Hess and at times Koch would meet with families seeking cremation services and would offer to cremate the decedent's bodies and provide the remains back to families. SMFD would charge $1,000 or more for cremations, but many never occurred. Um, Let's see. In at least... uh, Okay, in at least a dozen, in at least dozens of instances, Hess and Kosh did not follow family wishes and neither discussed nor obtained authorization for donor services to transfer decedents' bodies or body parts to third parties. 
In the few instances where families agreed to donation, Hessenkosch sold the remains of those decedents beyond what was authorized by the family, which was often limited to small tissue samples, tumors, or portions of skin. Um, Hessenkosch also delivered cremains to families with a uh, representation that the cremains were that of the deceased when, frequently, that was not the case. Hassenkosch would also ship bodies and body parts that tested positive for or belonging to people who had died from, um, certi while certifying that they were disease-free. Um, but I'm not seeing, like, how did you figure this out? Oh, today's indictment stemming from the illegal transportation of hazardous materials is a clear sign that such illegal acts will not be tolerated. Um, apparently DOT? <laughs> what a hell of a way to get caught. Like, okay, good God. Yeah. That's a lot going on. It really and there's now a bill that has been shaped uh, by the two horrifying stories that alleged funeral home malpractice in Colorado. Prompt lawmakers in their, their, their jurisdictions to take action. Um, in Monterey's owner, Megan House, and her mother... Um, Shirley Knox allegedly delivered hundreds of families by giving them fake ashes or cremated remains that belonged to the people the industry is selling the body and body parts of the loved ones. The grand jury in 2020 indicted the pair on a host of felony charges at, with a trial set in April. Both pled not guilty to all charges. The former late coroner uh, Sharon Kent, who owns um, multiple high county funeral homes, was arrested last year after investigators found an unrefrigerated body, bags of unlabeled cremations, and abandoned uh, stillborn infants at his funeral home in Silverton and Jordan. Kent and his wife were arrested in February after police officers discovered badly decaying bodies that had been left for several months in Kent's Silverton funeral home. Kent was convicted... Uh, convicted of official misconduct in September relating to his coroner role at Park County and, away, and awaiting trial in S Summit County on multiple felony charges related to abandonment of corpse. He has pled not guilty to all charges. I so wonder if a whole of... freaking airy uh, well, director no. off the rail. I, maybe not. Um... Is this possibly related? Uh, like, okay, on it, like obviously, Sunset Mesa has nothing to do with COVID. Um, right. But I'm wondering, like, what the dates are for the other funeral Like, that could honestly happen, right? Like, we like we were at one point in the middle of uh, of the Panini. Mm -hmm. Um, sincerely worried about the proper storage of the deceased right um and funeral homes were getting slammed right um 
as in, I'm just saying this, it may not all be as bad as it would first appear. Right. Um, now, Mesa, obviously, that was pre the Panini. Right. Um, so any choices they made were their, their own. Both were pre-Panini. Okay. I just wanted to make sure, like, I would hate to trash a, a, a funeral home, a funeral director, anyone in that industry for things that occurred in, like, 2019. Right. Like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Um, if it happened in 2019, it didn't happen. Um, because I'm sure there were many who were borderlining, like, complete and total disaster. Right. right. But uh, no, um, no, this is actual coroners, and this was long, in 2018. Um, and different, and here's the thing, in Colorado, anybody can start a funeral home. Oh, and Mike, a panini is what happened in 2019 that was an unfortunate illness. Um, unfortunately, when we say the specific name of the illness, we we have a lot of trouble with our videos. Yep. So we don't say the word anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as we can avoid it, um, because of that. All right. Hope that helps. If it doesn't, feel free to hit us up after the show. Well. Yes. And thank you to the Denver Post for actually being mostly decent and covering your articles. You're very welcome there, Mike. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's the two insanities. And then I was shocked. I watch a channel that I really like. They do a lot of unexplained, un, you know, you know, you watch them. You, you actually prefer them over some of my other channels. Okay. Uh, but they were releasing, they normally review a video every, you know, three to five days. Okay. But they released this one. The ginger, the Georgia Guidestones have works oh, yeah. live. Um, there was a domestic terrorist attack um, yeah. of the Guidestones, and they were destroyed. For those that do not know, the ginger, the Georgia Guidestones was um, 22 laws to save humanity. It was erected in the 1980s by who we don't know who. Um, and when I say that, I'm saying there is no clear organization that erected these. Um, they were called the American Stonehenge and consisted of six granite slabs, each with inscriptions in different languages. They have been a long subject of, of uh, conspiracy theories and we're still not sure who did it yeah so of the six stones one was damaged and one was completely destroyed right um yeah this is after previous uh vandalism has occurred at the site it's been a hot topic with local mm -hmm. religious community uh -huh. um, as where as well as sparking a lot of paranoia right just their existence not the explosion uh, apparently a lot of uh, very unhappy people were made happy with that right um so yeah but authorities are investigating they do have video that at least shows a vehicle nearby 
Right. Um, you know, speeding so they, away at a hot chase. Um, of course, with this monument, they had to unfortunately finish taking it down. There is no talk currently of it being brought back up. Um, again, this is a loss of a monument. And what's interesting is the Georgia law, uh, the landmark was destroyed. Interesting that Trump's memes, uh, me memes about it appeared online days and weeks before the attack. Um, and it's interesting. I don't even know if they'll be able to rebuild it as it was. Yeah. So the 10 guidelines that they um, speak of, mm -hmm. these are listed in different languages on each stone. Um, but in English, they are maintain humanity under uh, 500 million, mm -hmm. 100,000 million, in perpetual balance with nature, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity, unite humanity with a living new language, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Those are the ten. Mm -hmm. um, it's believed that it was erected. Mike, I feel Ted Bundy has passed on over to spirit and has been recycled. Well, then that, because now we ended up watching part of a documentary last night on, um, oh, Eileen Wuornos, mm -hmm. America's uh, only female or first female serial killer, um, first caught mm -hmm. female serial killer. Um, she made allusion to the fact of, of you know moving on and being reborn. Right. Um, it does ask the question: How does that work out? Right. I like. I figure like if we're gonna have that question because it is kind of a, a consideration. Is you know most of the time when people talk about reincarnation, uh -huh. um, or moving to the other side or an afterlife, uh -huh. um, well, yeah, probably not the first, but you know, caught first caught, right? Um, so yeah, there's there's I don't take on that i think that you know after a soul has gone through that lifetime it's going to take them a long time to get back down here if they're even allowed to not if they escape recycling of source okay well i guess my other question was do like because generally you talk of like the current like the world mm -hmm. being a classroom right how does that work out for serial killers? Well, they're a part of the class. They're normally a part of a class. They're kind of like the ones that, you know, the class clowns. 
And I really think the universe goes, mm, mm, mm. well, class disruptor, let's call it. Yeah. That. Disruptor. Um, disenfranchised group. Um, yeah, they got held back, real much held back. Um, and it's it's been, been elaborated on multiple times by multiple people that do deeper research into this that, you know, they get reabsorbed. Others believe they get put into a box and shut on the shelf. Others believe they get sent right back down here. Like, you know, try again. Yeah, like, you fucked up badly. You have to go back. Yeah. I personally think that they get reabsorbed into source energy and deleted from the cosmos. Well, here's my thing. Uh, for, for those then that I guess would think that you get sent right back. Uh-huh. Or that you eventually. Okay. All right. Um, does it inherently mean that, like, they were bad? Right. As in, like, if you're Ted Bundy in this lifetime. Right. And then you you come back. Uh-huh. Is it possible you're just like, you know, Mike, the accountant? Mm, no, you will have a large comic debt there. Okay. Okay. I was just curious, like it's if it was something that just that you come back as Mike, the accountant, that everything has gone wrong, goes wrong for you. Accountant like, that can't add. They can't add life that is miserable. You, you know, everything just falls apart. Well, I'm not saying that Bundy, the person, right, wasn't bad. Right. I'm I, I was making a very esoteric argument of mm-hmm. was the spirit that became uh-huh. Ted Bundy. Right. Inherently well, bad, or did this just all go horribly, tragically, unbelievably wrong? Right. And then when that spirit comes back, right. there's ample opportunity for everything to go right. Right. Um, was more so my question. Not this is not a defense of serial killer show. <laughs> like, well, no. I, I'm going to take it to the normal statue. The normal subject is Hitler. Yeah. That energy wave pattern will not be reinduced into the Earth again. Um, I'm quite sure that one got reabsorbed into the cosmos and is now part of like. A new planet somewhere of some rock um because of course if we look at the theory that energy never dies that it always continues it has to be put into something even though it's reabsorbed well here's the thing though because now on like a time travel mm-hmm. spectrum there there there's always the the kill hitler paradox though right is if you invent time travel to go back in history to kill Hitler and then you're successful. All right. Okay, one, you just eradicated the reason you went back in time mm-hmm. in the first place. So theoretically, you just canceled it. All right. Because if you remove the reason for going back in time, Right. Then you have no reason to build the reason to go or the the means to go back in time. So therefore, you didn't go back in time. 
Right. Because you don't know who Hitler is in this alternate timeline. Right. Um, that's one paradox. The other paradox is how many things change and how many things remain the same. Right. Um, it, well, and it's not quite a paradox. It's more so like a question of, okay, you show up, you kill Hitler. Mm-hmm. Yay, Hitler's dead. There's not going to be a Holocaust. There's not going to be these things. Mm-hmm. Except theoretically you could argue that the guy's name just isn't going to be Hitler. Well, you've got to understand the energy pattern because we were looking at an energy pattern again. It's not the same energy pattern, but we're looking at the same life lesson. The Americans are facing a lot of the same life lessons that Germany did in the 1920s and 30s, um, again, in the 2000s and 20s. So it's obviously a lesson that a nation must go through and a, a world must go through. And this is my problem. When they stop teaching real history, mm-hmm. then we forget the lessons we've already learned as a humanity. Yeah. Well, and then there's the argumentative thing of like, cause, and this came up and I know we've been trying to, to not really make a, the, like the all abortion network. Um, but one of the arguments that comes up with that is what if you kill the child who is going to cure cancer? But the problem is that that soul isn't in the body yet. It does not occur until. I know I'm not trying to give you a headache. Oh, no, you're you're, you're, you're <laughs> not give me a headache. We got to okay. back this up, and you know I'm going to start canceling on a lot of religious thinking here real quick. So oh let's start with the whole theory on when a soul enters the body. That doesn't happen to the quickening. Now there is a debate on whether the quickening is when the mother feels the child's movement or when the child takes its first breath. This is the debate. Um, here, let me move you over here. So I can yell at you. Okay. Okay. Wow, Mike, that was direct. <laughs> so, okay. with that view and function, the child that cures cancer, guess what? We've already cured cancer. We've cured cancer probably 20 years ago in France. That's already been handled. The problem is, is it's being, it's not profitable. So nobody wants to expedite that remedy. But if we look at, well, what about the child, if you kill the child that kills cancer? The problem is, is if there isn't a life in that body, there's no child, there's no planned energy pattern for that. That's like Basically, the- you, you just wipe the slate clean uh-huh. of a vessel to take a soul. So then the soul just basically gets put in a holding pattern. Right. I mean, for like, well, consider it like LaGuardia at Christmas, okay? From what I get right. from the other side, they're having trouble getting souls to come here. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, first of all, we have people that doesn't, that it's really like, nah, I'll set this out. I've lived through the Black Plague. I dealt with Attila the Hun. I'm going to sit over here and relax myself. Like, I'm just going to nope right out of this. Yep. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, but, okay. 
like but forgetting the the cancer argument uh -huh. um it, like as in does a cure for cancer already exist like what just right so we can get back to like things that that are currently used as an argument okay is that you're going to you know eradicate from the world the person that could cure cancer here's my argument though okay everyone like when you say that you neglect some things uh, that we've seen commonly through history uh -huh. it's never one person who does it right one like it's it's i mean there's one person that gets attached to it right like you know who invented the light bulb right but the reality is no that was a lot of different people actually there were a lot of competing mm -hmm. you know you kill the guy who who invents vhs tape the right. worst thing that happens is we all end up on betamax right that's the worst thing that happens. Like you have to at least kill two people and then that forgets uh -huh. like there were other equivalent ideas. Right. Like there are moments in history where multiple people have similar ideas at the same time. It's right. a weird phenomenon. Like someone in China, someone in the US, someone, you know, a bunch of different people. Right will get roughly an approximated idea at the same time. And it's really just like, maybe the light bulb comes out a couple of months later. Right. Like the date changes a little. Right. Maybe it's a better light bulb. Well, not only that, but here's the other part of that. The work that goes into planning a camping trip, and I'm talking about living in this hell, takes a while. And you have to have souls that agree to all this for it to play out. And I have seen this multiple times. A soul was supposed to work with two Pacific adults to rear it. And the baby just, the body doesn't form. The body doesn't form right. The body doesn't form right. The body doesn't form right. And everyone's like, oh my God, you know, you've had four miscarriages. So you're not going to try again. So you'll never have children. Guess what? The contract still gets pulled out and still done. Child may appear up in another body. Go through life. Boom. Those two souls are raising that child. Over and over again, this occurs. So first off, let's just dump that spiritual guilt where it belongs, and that's in that Christian bin over there with all the rest of the guilt, like eating sea fish and everything else, because it doesn't belong. But no, that was just one of the arguments. I was like, what the hell? Uh-huh. Like, that's a lot of guilt. Uh-huh. Like, I, and I'm sorry, it just seems like a lot of guilt to throw at someone. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, what are the statistical odds that you... You are the one mm -hmm. who is meant to, to bear the child that cures cancer. Right. Versus you're meant to bear the child who has a middling job and croaks dead at 65, having done basically nothing good or bad in any direction. Mm -hmm. Like statistically. Statistically, all of it's relevant. 
Because here's the facts, and this is something my professor taught me in statistics. You can take statistics and prove any point you want to do. Well, yeah. But, I mean, fundamentally. But that's also why the word never is invalid in most conversations. Hey, Dottie. Hello, Dottie. Welcome to the debate of the spiritual theological world. <laughs> Sorry, we went off. <laughs> oh, no, well, this is one I've been like. Money trail. There are some conversations that I'm already preset for. Like, I push the button and he goes off like an Arizona bounty. <laughs> I knew it would. Um, <laughs> I was like, but let's have fun with it. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's actually take a deep dive for a moment on how your ass got here. So. <laughs> Let's just talk about Joe's case. Joe's case, on the medical level, his mother's had his tube tied. All right. Joe's getting a refill. Yes. So, he therefore, re- she was not meant to have more than four children medically. She thought she was messing her diet up and hitting menopause early. Boom. She has the fifth child. Why? Because she was scheduled to five children. She was going to get it either any way that she could. Meaning, if it's scheduled, it will happen. So, he's scheduled to have a life. He's scheduled to do all the things he's have to do to come here and learn. He has a very large, apparently, need to be a caretaker. Right. Interesting, Devin. So, you know, he has different things in his chart, but the souls have to align. Me and him was within mile of each other. Never knew each other exist. He saw a picture of me. I saw a picture of him. Didn't connect then. He wouldn't have gotten along with me and I wouldn't have gotten along with him at the time because we weren't ready. And that's the important part. The souls weren't ready to make the connection. I was still barring and being in bars and working bars. He had ample opportunity to come to bars. Didn't show up at one of them. Okay. It may be. I don't know where I bought my clothes at. Um, I buy them everywhere, Mike. So, cosmic forces have to come in alignment. Souls have to be ready to complete contracts and agreements. Or they will not occur. Now, let's look at the stage of having a baby. The host has to be ready. The body has to be ready to create a chemical reaction. The life path has to be ready to have a child. The souls have to be ready to take on the task. Having an abortion does nothing but sell the universe. Not yet. I ain't doing dishes yet. We aren't taking that lesson yet. And what our bullish court has done is just complicate matters. Because on the other side, we have a lot of influx going in. Hello, major disaster. A lot of people crossed over. And people will say, oh, it was so sad. Why? They completed what they had to come to do here. They were done. That is the harsh reality to death. You're done. You don't get to leave this place early. 
Nobody, even if you break a sole leg, nobody sends a helicopter of guardian angels in to haul your ass out of here and take you to the other side just because you're done. Okay? So here's the hard facts and the hard spiritual realities that nobody likes to take on. One, you're responsible for everything going on in your life. Don't matter what it is. It was a really good drink over there. Believe me, we've all scheduled that bullshit. We've gone through it. Why? Because it's a lesson. Psyches tend to go through more bullshit because we have to know how to navigate the geocentry on this side. Two, you don't get here unless you're re- unless you're planned to be here. You are planned to be in the moment that you are in at this very second, listening to my voice. Everything is planned out. Worse than taking an OCD person to Disney World on the worst day when they're like. It's thundering and lightning, but we still have to go to Epcot. Let's go. We got to be there by 2.30. Okay. We are gifted with spirit guides. We are gifted with guardian angels. We are gifted with people that push us through it. And sometimes we're the teacher. Sometimes we're the student. Doesn't matter. Because on the end, we don't get out anytime early. Those that have tried to take a early exit ticket... Unless it is an option point for an escape hatch, you don't get it. That's why you're still here. You still had things to do. <sighs> All right. All right. So, then, <laughs> two souls that create the biochemical reaction. That's all it is. You want to look at how to create a baby? Easy. Go get baking soda and vinegar. Pour them into a cup and stir. Same biochemical energetical reaction. I, I'm going to just allow it, but okay. What? And that's what it is. Okay. I just struggled with that one a little. Oh. We'll mark Devin's question unless you're done. No, because it's what? more complicated. But that's the basis of it. No, go ahead. Understanding that this debate that we're having on this side of the planet has really nothing to do with us. The only thing, and here's why I say it has nothing to do with us. It's not because we don't think that we have a right in this play. It's because we shouldn't have a damn say in it. Last time I checked, I've got testicles, not ovaries. Not my biochemistry makeup. Because if I did, I'd probably have 200 children. Unfortunately, I probably have about 40 that I'll walk around and go, what the hell are you doing? Did you remember to drink your water today? Have you done your meditation? Oh, your life's going crazy and your boyfriend's fucked up. So when are you going to put in that application to read for the networks? Have you studied your tarot? Did you remember to eat today? I'm the biggest mothering hen you ever saw. I even will pop in and ask you stupid questions. Like, I know you got big events going on. What are you doing this weekend? I done that to Donnie. She about lost her damn shit in Messenger. I knew that she was booked. 
both times. She will be doing Ashlyn Pagan Pride tomorrow, uh, Ashlyn Pad Picnic with her new stand-up that we want to see. You better get damn good video, or I swear I'll scream at you through Zoom. And then she will be at Crystal Kingdom, an event that I hope she has a great time at. But I knew this, popping in there Tuesday. I thought she needed to have a little bit of push in the back and go, so what are you doing this weekend? Think you can shoot some dot bait for me. Didn't get that far. Didn't get that far. Didn't need to get that far. Okay. <laughs> Head exploded. Is, like, you know I have events this weekend. Yeah. The point like, is, Whoa. <laughs> we knew. We were aware. <laughs> the point is, is I wanted to, A, remind her that, yes, you have shit to go do. Yes, you are important. Yes, you're going through lessons. Don't forget your mission. You are Google. Find the answers. Point blank. Oh, so, in review class, you don't come into this damn plane unless you've got your shit together and a plan doing it. Oh, I wish I was on weed, honey. I'm much better on weed. You don't come into this plane unless you got your shit together. You don't get out of this plane unless you got your shit together. The only problem being is, is now... The other part of the species doesn't have the same equal opportunity and rights that they should have. Matter of fact, they don't even have the, they should not only have the same rights, they should have more rights. It should not be a debate on when she gets tired baking bread. It should not be a debate on why she gets to get it together. It should not be a debate in this country because it wasn't a debate. Hello, one of our founding fathers, Ben Franklin, wrote a guide on how to do it at home. As you notice, I'm avoiding the word because I don't want to get a copyright strike. But currently, we have five justices. Four of them do not belong on the court. Three of them have lied to Congress, and one of them could be bound as a a terrorist and a traitor today. And the government is ignoring it. And now, the United States has been condemned by the EU. Yeah. And you guys are wondering, well, what's that have anything to do with with it? If the EU and other trade organizations and other countries condemn you, then guess what happens to them to their trade agreements? They're not so happy to go, oh, so you want to buy extra weed. We've only contracted you to buy 200,000 grains of wheat. We've got extra, but you know, New Zealand just called in and they said that they will buy it from us. Unless you want to pay extra. Oh, but you're not, but you're, you know, you've been condemned by us. So that means that you're going to have to pay extra and some. Oh, you want to buy more oil? Not a problem. You've been condemned by us. So, yeah, I think we're going to have to sell it to somebody else. This is what happens when justices play politicians and lie to us as a people. That's why there should be term limits. That's why there should have to be elected officials that are appointed by the current president but have to be voted in by the American people. I will say it's still my hope that 
out of this, we get beautiful legislation that we should have had all along. Yeah. I'm not saying we should have to go through this. Anyone should have to go through this to get there. Mm -hmm. Just that I do hope that is the end result. Well, I think Congress and Senate needs to hear two, uh, one whole fucking sentence. Time's up. Do your job. I would love to hear that coming out of these rallies that are coming up. I would love to see actual rallies that are done that are not treated like China. Alrighty, so uh, I believe for Mike, we need a date of birth. Yes, we need a date of birth from you, Mike, if you're serious about your question. Devin, let's rock. All right, so Devin, 316.7. What? It's a psychic question. It's not a card question. Oh, okay. Uh, Devin, 316.78, was wondering who my spirit guide or guides is or are. All right, so normally you will have three spirit guides. You may have more depending on what you have. The frame I get a lot is Evan. So that would say that's probably your main spirit guide or the one that's been trying to get you to pay attention to your head. He's pointing at your head, so I don't know if you've got headaches going on or you've got an idea of boiling that you aren't giving credence to. One of the two, pay attention to it. All right. And so, yeah. Wow, we cleared the articles quick tonight. Well, they were articles, honey, and they were articles of very short and very much graphic opinion. Well, yes, they were. Well, sorry, because I'm like, I'm sitting over here and the last thing I've got left is uh, literally the, am I the asshole? Well, no, we've got, you know, relationship advice. Well, yeah, there's that too, but you get that one. Headaches and ideas. Devin, I think you need to go sit down on that porch with a pen and paper. Mike? Um, none of those numbers let me... I don't think. Nope. Because it's either October 2nd, 18, or it is November 2nd, 18. Well, yeah. Well, excuse me. It's either February 10th of 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, October 18th of 2002, which technically we could do. Right. But I don't think that's it. So... Sorry, Mike. All right. So, anyway, you're getting feedback from Devin. Uh, so, Devin says, wow, and you're amazing. Yeah, but headaches and ideas. Mike, I'm not even sure where you're at today, but I think you've been smoking too much. We'll just leave it there. So, let's go with all you, the asshole. Yes. Am I the asshole? asking my sister-in-law to stop cooking extravagant food for my son. My 35 male son is six and has always been a picky eater. It's been especially hard since we're on food stamps and half our food comes from the food pantry. For the last two months, my sister-in-law has been looking after him three afternoons a week and I'm so grateful, especially with how things are getting so expensive now. So saving a bit on childcare means so much to me and she feeds him, which helps too. The thing is, sister-in-law is very well off and cooks quite extravagantly. 
we can't even afford the brand name mac and cheese, but at Aunt Gigi's, they'll have homemade mac and cheese with a four cheese mix. When I serve him the box stuff, he wants uh, uh, <laughs> pecorino, uh, I believe I said that right, sprinkled on top. I've never even tasted it. My son used to love hot dogs, but now he's used to real sausages. Tuna sandwiches were a go-to, but now he wants fresh fish. It's like this every meal where I have to explain to him that we can't afford better food and he barely eats now. I can't get more than a few spoonfuls in him. When I drop him off, he runs to the kitchen where sister-in-law's prepared a snack tray. If I'm early when picking him up, I see he's chowing down on dinner and I see him often licking the plate. I know he's hungry. The other day he was talking about how the broccoli soup, uh, about the broccoli soup they had. Um, thought that might be something I could make, so I asked sister-in-law for the recipe and made it for him. He ate three bowls for lunch and polished off the rest for dinner. And uh, any parent would be happy seeing their kid eat a whole head of broccoli but that cost me $12 worth of ingredients. A quarter of our weekly budget on soup. I've never cried so hard in my life. I can't even afford to make soup for my son. The other day we were at my mom's, brother, sister-in-law, mom, and me. I told sister-in-law that I'm grateful, but asked if she could cook less extravagantly. I suggested pasta with just a jar of sauce. She said she didn't want to cook separately for my son, that they'd have to eat this too. I was taken back a bit and asked her what she meant by, we'd have to eat this too, her exact words. I felt like she was saying they're too good for pasta with sauce. And that's basically her answer. She didn't want to eat that. I tried to explain my situation, how it's so much harder getting my son to eat now, but mom cut me off and we started talking about something else. Later, my mom told me I should apologize to uh, sister-in-law that I was being an ungrateful asshole to her. But I don't think I am. I'm grateful, but she's made it so much harder for me to feed my son. So Reddit, am I really in the wrong here? I want to have the conversation again with sister-in-law, but my mom's words are making me feel like an asshole. On the other hand, I'm really struggling to get my son to eat. Now there's some edits and updates, but we'll we'll pause on those and go with where we are here. Well, here's the thing, and this is something that has been really hard for me to break. It's actually cheaper to eat healthier. In some ways, yes. Okay. It, like it, the, there's a dichotomy there, but yes. Yeah. Um, and when I say it's cheaper, it takes a little bit more work. You can do it a little bit differently. Um, we talked about on Psychic Coffee Shop the psychic diet that I've moved back to. That's like a lot of fresh food. That's a lot. But my average breakfast and breakfast and lunches are running about twenty three dollars a week comparative to like fast food or whatever else we would grab for lunch buying a little but you have to buy pacific in what you need that broccoli soup 
she bought a head of broccoli that it wasn't chopped. We bought three pounds of broccoli the other day for two dollars. Yeah, you have to like look for the discounts, look for the stuff. I think that she's, you know, not used to it. I think that she's trying to figure out how to get around it. I think that she's trying to look down on herself. And it's not that she needs to look down on herself. She needs to be experimental. He. He. Yeah, sorry. This is the the kid's dad. Okay. Needs to be a little bit experimental and look for the cheaper deals. Yeah, and you definitely have to have the time and willingness to uh, cook from scratch. Definitely, Brenda. But now here's the thing, and I understand this. Mm-hmm. And, like, I understand what he's saying and why he's saying it the way he's saying it. Mm-hmm. There's, and I, I, I've gotten flack for this before. Like, you're not going to tell me anything I haven't heard before if you if you say it. So just hear me out. I've had problems with the, and I know, free food that food pantries hand out. Right. As in, and and this is not me being ungrateful to to the existence of a food pantry. I get it. Um, But with that comes some problems. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and I, and I didn't get it until I actually, um, took friends of mine because they were having a car problem. The specific food pantry that they, they were going to uh-huh. required you uh-huh. to uh, like, they did a drive through thing that was part of it, but they required you to have transportation uh-huh. because there was cold items. Right. So you could not show up to this food pantry without being in a car. Right. Um, So anyway, I drove them. I'm happy to drive you. It's no problem. That's great. And Shannon, you can always weigh in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're Um, a louder voice. Well, yeah, but so we're going through this line, though. And I like, of course, they're as the driver, they're handing it all to me. And I'm processing what they're getting from this food pantry. And I'm sitting here going, you are a household of two adults and one child. Uh And the two adults are both diabetic. Yeah. And literally, I haven't, like, for, for most of this drive through... I saw like three things that came into the car that were even remotely acceptable in terms of if you are diabetic, these are, are, are things you can eat uh-huh. that will not harm you in, in, you know, quantity or even in the form of a meal. But everything else that was coming through was, was generally like, heavily starched, heavily sugared. Like it was literally like the last three items were a form of meat. Everything else was a very heavy starch, like, and very canned processed foods. And I'm sitting here going, okay, I don't mean to, to look the, the, um, free food 
pantry, the food pantry, you know, gift in the mouth. But I see where your struggle begins to, to maintain your diabetes, to, to, to maintain your glucose numbers. Because the one of the biggest parts of food coming into your house are things that you as a diabetic wouldn't buy or shouldn't buy. Like there, there was a crap ton of pasta. There was a crap ton of, um, not that you wouldn't buy some of that for your child. I get that. But I'm just sitting here going, if this is where you're drawing inspiration from to then take, you know, like, here's what we have. Uh-huh. Okay, now I'm going to take my EBT card and I'm going to go to the grocery store and then fill in around this. Uh-huh. I see where everything's going wrong for you and why your diabetes keeps getting so much worse. Right. Because if these are the things I'm looking at in my cupboard, uh-huh. like I'm looking at these as, as ingredients and I'm sitting here going, oh, well, I can make macaroni and cheese with that. And I can make this out of that. And I can make this out of that. And all of them are things that, no, ma'am. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't want to be making that. Um, that's that's not going to work out well for you. Mm-hmm. Not if that's a large portion of your diet. And it's like you're being handed a lot of base components for multiple meals Mm-hmm. that would all be high carb. Right. Like very little meat, a lot of carb to stretch it out. And mm-hmm. I get the theory. It's a great theory. It works. Right. Until. <laughs> <clears throat> so I, I, I've noticed that before. It's not that I want to look the, you know, the, the food pantries in the mouth, like right. the, the gift. And I understand that. But there's a lot of situations where I think a lot of people are getting bad inspiration for for how to fill in the gap. Right. And like maximize all of their funds, what little they have coming in. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of money. No one's getting rich off of welfare. I hate to right. tell you. Um, to anyone out there who thinks that's a thing. Right. Um, like you can lie to the government all you want. The best you're doing is you're lying about a marriage so that someone keeps insurance and you keep the lights on. Right. Like that's the best you're pulling off. Right. Um, and I think we can all agree that's okay. Right. And I'm not being high mighty. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Food pantries are great resources and they should be used, but they're, they're the fill in gaps and holes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of pasta. There's a lot of canned goats. There's a lot and canned goats are great. If you remember to rinse them. Um, and that's a big thing about processed heavy foods is you've got to rinse and process them. But you've got to also turn around and do different things with them. Um, finding sales, filing manager specials, um, looking and going to different stores, weird stores. Here's an example. We, for a very long time, have bought treats for our dogs. We would spend upwards to $30 at a time on treats for our dogs. Then the other week, it was a busy week, 
my personal life has been hell. When I say it's been hell, for me, it wasn't getting planned. It wasn't getting organized, so shit was just popping off. So we make this desperate ride over to, and I'll forget what night it was. It was after a show. It's after everything is closed. Because my wife's designed for 24 hours. I think everybody else's life should be, including a fucking stores. But we go over to the gas station. And I'm picking up the emergency dog food that I know the gas station has. And I look over, and there's this huge bag of bones that I know we have paid like $9, $10 for. Mm-hmm. They are $2.67, and that's their standard price. This isn't on sale. What? Yeah. This is a gas station. That's not where their profit is. They carry this stuff because it's floor space and then gives you know people like me a place to get to it. Mm-hmm. They aren't marking it up like Walmart. Right. Well, and, and that's so... But now, for what I was saying, that that's like my my problem one. Mm-hmm. Like it's a multifaceted series of problems. Mm-hmm. His problem two comes in is when you're talking about low income families. Mm-hmm. You're also talking about situ like living situations are not always the best. Mm-hmm. Like I know that in order to keep your kids, you have to have working appliances and you have to have utilities um now i think we can all agree that because of that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who learn real quick you don't talk about the utilities being cut off and you damn sure don't talk about broken appliances because that's how you get jerked um so you run into situations where yes there's an oven all right it may not work mm-hmm. um there's also a lot of people that do not understand the ability to repair or how to mm-hmm. it i do not find it personally that hard i have gone over to someone and been like look i'm jerking this sucker out of the wall or, you know, out of its space, did that with a friend of mine's oven because she was scared to death she was going to lose her kid. Uh-huh. Went over there, jerked the oven out, um, jerked the element out of it because I opened the door and the element's broken. And I'm like, I'll be right back. Uh-huh. And I went to Lowe's, I bought the element, I put it in, the oven works. Uh-huh. She had lived like this in total fear and paranoia for like a year. Uh-huh. It was a $13 part. I, I'd like, I don't even want your money. Just shut up about money. I don't care about money. Uh-huh. Um, you can get me a lot of degrees, sir. <laughs> because, ew, um, there's no way to replace those without getting right. nasty. Right. Um, because no one ever moves their oven. Right. Um, but you know, and shoved it back into its little hole, and she was thrilled. Yeah. But it's one of those things, this had thrown her life off, Mm -hmm. and what she was able to cook. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's one of those things, all you had to do was tell me, Mm -hmm. and I can at least look. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I like, I'm sorry, I grew up with parents that, that 
yes, mom eventually replaced the stove. Actually, right. no, mom didn't. Dad eventually replaced that stove uh -huh. um, for a totally different reason. But for years, we mm -hmm. replaced the stove eyes and the like the uh, stupid element in the oven over and over and over and over. I have yanked stupid stoves out to replace that stupid element. It's almost always inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And it's really not that bad. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that if the oven doesn't turn on, it's bad. All right. And granted, with some newer oven, that that can be true. There's like electronic control boards and electronic temperature sensors, and there can be permanent. Right. It's dead. Oh man, Mike, AJ, come on, guys. All right, I'm gonna tell you right now, this is not acceptable in chat, Mike and AJ. I'm gonna tell you, I will ban you. All right, now we've got some commenters that are actually real comments. First, I want to start with Shannon and go on to the other ones, and then I have my points to throw in here. Mm -hmm. Go with Shannon, darling. All righty. So let me scroll back up because she she had a few. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh, growing up, most of our food came from from a food pantry and quite a bit of it wasn't great. So I understand that the kid would love some fresh cooked food. Totally get that. We have a bee. <laughs> we have a bee. Um, sorry. I understand the kid would love some fresh cooked food. Totally get that. And it's needed eating only the sort of things that comes from a pantry. It's a lot of staples, carbs, and things that can sit on a shelf for a long time. If you don't have a lot of money to spare and don't know how to shop, which comes with time that some people can't afford, whether literally or figuratively. As someone who has cooked for other kids whose parents couldn't afford to feed them um, how I feed my kids because they don't have time or skill or time to learn, I try to keep in mind that I can give my kids a night or two of less than stellar eating. You guys have heard me complain how I wish my kids would eat a sandwich now and then. But I know not everyone knows how to cook from scratch or even follow instructions on the back of a box because my mom was that sort of mom. Uh, having times where I could barely afford to feed my family, extended family, so a lot of uh, cooking from scratch, I've learned a lot of tricks like buying frozen vegetables in bulk when I can't afford it fresh. It's usually cheaper. Sales are great, but you have to be ready to prep or cook as soon as it, uh, you get it home. If you don't have the knowledge or skill, you just don't know how, and usually you don't always know people who can teach you. So um, the auntie could have uh, offered to teach the dad some recipes within the budget if she was more concerned about the kid eating and not just doing what she wanted. Um, and a lot of places where people are dependent upon food pantries tend to be food deserts too. That was going to be my number three. Mm -hmm. um so there might not be a lot of places the dad could go to get groceries so what he's able to get my uh get to might just cost a lot of money no matter what he does uh, uh because it's the only nearby place and they know it um so yeah and, and then there's a four food generally requires transportation back to the original story um, whether it's a food pantry, a grocery store, whatever it is, um, 
we have a problem and it's part of the food desert equation is that we have placed grocery stores predominantly in upper class white neighborhoods all through America. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are looking at low income housing or housing that's affordable, mm-hmm. um, that, that is not going to break your bank, not that there's a whole lot of that right now, mm-hmm. um, but when you're looking for housing that is affordable, you're generally going to be, I think the number was something like at least five miles from a grocery store, if Darn. not further. Um, I would have to look that one back up, but I think that's roughly where uh, the numbers are. I, that's a lot to overcome. Uh-huh. Is you know, and if you look at how our social support system, our welfare system works. Okay. Is it best maintenance of the life you had before if you were able to get approved for benefits before you had any problems? Mm-hmm. Like, as in, you, you own your car, you own your house. At best, you're paying your utilities that you had after you reduced them to bare minimum. And it will maintain what you have at that moment. If anything goes wrong, if if a vehicle breaks down, there's no extra money for that. Where where? Please tell me where that allowance is. I, there are so many people who need that help. Um, if you have a, a any sort of major unexpected bill, there's not really a support for that. If you have any kind of change in your, uh, like, needs or wants, Mm -hmm. um, or if utility companies decide to raise rates or charge more for a service, Mm -hmm. you don't have money for that. You don't have money for a new phone, typically. Mm -hmm. At best, you're looking at a tax refund situation best um, to even try to do that. So we talk a lot about the poor choices that poor people make. And I've always tried to put that as that's a thing, but it's not what you think it is. Right. People who have limited economic means Uh are given a very limited set of options to choose from, and all of them are poor. Uh-huh. In terms of their poor options, their horrible options. Uh-huh. Those are the poor choices that poor people make. Right. Poor people do not make choices because out of a sea of other wonderful options, they made the worst possible decision. Right. Out of a narrow band of shitty, shitty choices, uh-huh. they chose the least shitty option right. that they could afford. Right. Now, Brenda brings up a good point, and but she also brings it up from the way that occurs. And here's why it occurs. It's non-education. They don't know how to use it. Um, 
eleven oh two is your time mark on Brenda. <coughs> I'm sorry, what now? Brenda's comment at eleven oh two. Okay. Um so yeah, a friend works at an organization that has a food pantry. It's sad, but they throw away so much fresh vegetables and fruit because peep uh um uh, because people want the sweets and pre-made items those go fast um it's even put out for the public to take for free but they won't uh, but they don't i bought some great veggies home that they were getting rid of Uh there's that as well yeah well and then here's the question is it potentially you know like the the lack of like food prep knowledge Uh Because in some instances, you're dealing with generational poverty. And for some people, they just can't cook. Yeah. They don't you can give them all the money in the world. And the best you can hope for is they eat out every night because right. that's the safest option. Right. Um, and I mean that sincerely. Mm-hmm. Um, for other people, it's that, like, they try. Mm-hmm. They sincerely, honestly try, but they have no ability. Right. Like, they... It, like they just cannot make a decent meal to save their lives. They are way better off. Everyone is better off. Right. If it is simple. Right. Out of a box. Mm-hmm. No. Here's base facts. Let's do budget. Let's do ace and budgeting real quick. Mm-hmm. Joe's favorite meal is macaroni and cheese. <laughs> the back the box macaroni and cheese. So we will go with the box macaroni and cheese because it was also mentioned in this exam in this story. All right. So we have box macaroni and cheeses. 55 cents a box. Standard order for a meal is two. So that's a dollar ten. We have two cups of milk. I'm a uh, cheesy boy. Yeah, we have two cups of milk. That is two thirty-six for a pint of milk. Non-shelf redundant. So we'll talk about that because this thing got his mind blown earlier. Yeah. So two thirty-six plus a dollar ten. That's three dollars. Mm-hmm. All right. Same macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Baked. Mm-hmm. You have two cups of. You have a cup of dried pasta. If I've done good on the sale, that's twenty-five cents. Yeah. Sometimes a whole fifty cents there. You have a teaspoon of butter and flour. We'll go again, 50 cents there. You have a block of cheese that I get for $1.99 when it's on sale, and I have a coupon, so I pay a dollar for it. We're at $2.50 for the same meal, but pure food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there's the bacon I add, the bacon crumble. That I add to it, so you know that's 99, 99 cents out of my salad budget at most. Yeah, at most. At most. Yep. Oh, be more respectful. Some people are poor. Um, Mike, who are you referring to? Yeah, Mike. Goodbye. Yeah, sorry, Mike. Ye- Mmm, bacon. Right. The bacon. Um, yeah, 
food prices are ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah. But it's also one of those things... It's not impossible. Mm -hmm. It's not impossible. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of hurdles that a lot of people take for granted. All right. All right. Like, I grew up with, like, you know... My mom was one of a dozen kids. Mm -hmm. I mean that legitimately. Mm -hmm. Um, Not all of those made it to adulthood. Um, Some not really out of childhood. Um, I was one of five kids. Um, My grandmother was a school cook. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeding people on a budget is kind of a family thing. Um like i will go broke before i turn someone away for a meal Mm -hmm. um and have um never have complained about it either Mm -hmm. one one time have i complained about it and that was because someone was being a jerk Mm -hmm. but that's a different story Mm -hmm. um but no otherwise i i I don't complain about it it always it works out in the end you Mm -hmm. feed people now they feed you later it's fine Right. Um, it's never been a bad thing. Right. Um, so always feed your peoples. Right. Um, but right. I've had moments where I have legitimately had that like one, I, I've done the food stamp thing back when it was paper and I effed it up the very first time I used them. I didn't get it, no one explained it to me, and that's a whole other thing. Granted, doesn't matter as much anymore. EBT, lot easier. Right. You spend eight dollars and fifty three cents. You spent eight dollars fifty three cents. Mm-hmm. None of this. You've got to find the nearest denomination in your coupon book mm-hmm. that fits, because you're going to lose the rest. Right. And you may want to choose to pay the fifty some cents. Mm-hmm than to take it out of a $1 coupon because mm-hmm. otherwise you lose the 53 cents. Right. Now, um, that's, that's we've covered that before. The things here, Brenda brought up, you know, and, you know, and it still says that, and I say meal planning is highly important. Meal composition is highly important. When I say that, I'm saying composition, understanding what a real meal is. Is highly important. Okay. No matter the structure, no matter what the food is, you need a plate. You don't need five plates. This is a six-year-old. He should be eating about the size of his fist in a yeah, meal. Three bowls of soup seemed like a lot. Yeah, that seems a lot I'm, for a six-year-old. Like I was hoping there were small bowls appropriate for a six-year-old, and right. that he really was that hungry. Yeah. And if he really is that hungry, then there are issues that we need to be looking at deeper, but we don't have all that. One, if you're on a budget, you need to meal, plan, and prep. Yes, it takes hours, but it works. I'll be very honest. We feed this household on about $250 a month. Okay? We buy vegetables, and my assistant isn't here to grab it, but I will go and get the spinach that is on sale for 79 cents when it's normally like three something mm-hmm. and it's and, real hard 
real hard to, to prep it so that it can last when I want it. I come home with it. I make the invisible assistant carry it in. I open up the deep freeze and I throw it in there, slam the door shut, <laughs> and it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, and I want to point something out in the middle of what you're saying is I felt bad for the longest time buying discount vegetables. Mm-hmm. Until I realized basically what Brenda was talking about earlier, which is if I don't buy them, they're going to throw them out. Like, I, I've seen it happen. Um, so, like, I quickly lost the care of concern. It, like, because that's the reason they're discounted is because no one bought them in the first place. Uh-huh. And then if you leave them on the shelf, chances are most people aren't going to buy them anyway. Right. Um, like, mushrooms and spinach. Oh, my God. Two of my favorite vegetables, eternally on clearance. Uh huh. Eternally on clearance. No one buys them. Uh huh. I'm just sitting here going, "Oh, come home with me. You're gonna be tasty." You know, yeah. like load them up. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I'll take all the unloved mushrooms you can hand me. Um, because like, hi, no one else is gonna buy them. Right. And, and I'm we, gonna YouTube is your friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, and onions, yeah. Vidalia onions. Sorry, I'm picking oh, on my onions. He's an onion snob. Total onion snob. I'm an onion snob because I like a nice, sweet, crisp, good frying onion. And guess what? They're always cheaper. Mm-hmm. I paid 32 cents today for an onion. Why? Because it's a Vidalia onion and it was big. And nobody was buying it. It was on the ugly mm-hmm. vegetable shelf. Hey, that's fine. Come home with me. Be ugly in my fridge. Yep. Um, be ugly in my dinner. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're there. Right. Um, like, I have had to smack your hand on ugly bananas. That's because you don't like banana bread that often. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. But you cannot pass up an ugly bunch of bananas. Like, they can be sitting there, like, half oozing off the shelf, and you're like, Come home with me. No, 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 no. Put them back. Put them back. Well, 99 cents for this huge bag. It's like, what the hell? I can make smoothies. I can make banana bread. I can make so many things out of them. But yeah, you have to go on YouTube. You have to go and um, get in there and work it. Here's an example. His niece sent home power greens. Oh, yeah. Okay, power greens. Never cooked them in my life. I went, uh, oh, shit. She thought she sent home baby spinach. He was all tickled. Yeah, because it was it was a moment. Like, uh, it was salad kits and um, I think you know, baby spinach, That what she thought she was sending. Mm-hmm. And it was because she flat out said, no one in my house will eat this. Yeah. We will not eat this. Mm-hmm. Like... We so benefited from a food pantry. Poppy and power greens and how to cook them. And Emerald pops up with a recipe. And guess what? That's how I also cook spinach now. Mm-hmm. No, it's power greens. Power Not colored greens. Color greens. Color greens. Power greens. That's a teaspoon. Well, that's a scoop of whatever grease you've saved. <laughs> we did not say this would be the healthiest options. 
Um, but yes, we 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 eat our greens. Yeah. Um, you know, they they get flavored. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, grab a freezer bag. I used to I used to do this all the time. I haven't done this in a while. You got leftover vegetables, throw them in there. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Well, yeah, anything can go in a smoothie. Anything can go into a smoothie. Kids love smoothies. Anything can go into a vegetable soup. I'm not big on vegetable soup, but I'm good for this. <laughs> he takes a pill for that. I take a pill oh. for that. <laughs> Which is probably, I mean, honestly, it, being realistic, I think if you date me, you pretty much have to take a cholesterol med. Yeah. Like, it's hilarious. My family actually has a problem, um, and my grandmother and I both have it. I don't know how many other relatives have it, but I know that both she and I had it, or have it, I have it, um, where my cholesterol looks hideous to you look at my good cholesterol and find out that it is taking a nap. Like, if you look at my total cholesterol, I'm dying tomorrow. Okay. But if you go look at my good cholesterol, it's taking a nap. It has left the building, okay? My bad cholesterol is hanging out over here like, what? Mm -hmm. I am a reasonable number. Mm -hmm. The math goes real wonky, and your total cholesterol will go straight to hell as a number mm -hmm. if your good cholesterol gets too low. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the humor. The two worst things I can do are eat a low cholesterol diet and take a cholesterol med. Uh-huh. Because both of those will push my good cholesterol lower. Uh-huh. But back to planning your plate. Two vegetables a starch, and five to six ounces of protein. That's all you need. You have as much vegetables as you want. A cup of uh, carb, mashed potatoes, quinoa, which is so easy to cook, rice, pasta, whatever. Brown and rice. Do, do your long grain brown rice. If you can. Yellow rice is good. Rice in general makes a dinner plate. Full dinner plate. Much color as you want on in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's basic nutrition. That is basically taking care of things. All right, now go into the reddits of this because I think he got his ass called. I'm sorry, what? Oh, oh, the, the edits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, edit one, because people are asking, my brother and sister-in-law both work. Sister-in-law works from home on days she looks after my son, and they have no kids. It's just me and my son. My wife walked out on us soon after he was born. Edit two. Thanks for all the great suggestions. You're right. I can probably afford to cook better for my son. Being poor my whole life, I've never considered cooking outside of what I'm used to because I just assume I can't afford it. I do want the best for my son. I've just been too frustrated um, lately because he's not eating much at 
all at home. So I just want to make sure he eats enough and isn't getting all of his food from um, the sister-in-law. Uh -huh. Yeah. So one, I'm going to just go with. I'm back and forth on this one. I, I want to almost be like no assholes here or everyone's shitty here. Well, I think there's a mix of shittiness. And here's the yeah. mix of shittiness. One, I think the sister-in-law, one, the sister and brother-in-law probably have more food than they know what to do with. This is our main problem in this household because even though there's three individuals, only two of them eat normal meals. The third one has his own dietary choices and he has been released to the wild to deal with them. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so any meal sister-in-law cooks, she has extra. To the yeah. point you'll have a deep freeze full of leftovers. Okay. That's one. So sister-in-law could just be sending meals over. Second of all, it takes a village to raise a child. The three of these adults need to sit down and say, okay, what can we do? You obviously are having trouble. Let's figure it out. Three, dude's got to look and start doing some price shopping. He's probably spending more money on fast, quick food. Well, uh, here's the thing. I don't know that that was necessarily what was happening. I mm -hmm. think these were a lot of very basic meals. Right. Like, and I have seen those. I, I have made those. I can right. make those. Right. Like, if you need dinner for, like, 25 cents a person, mm -hmm. it's doable. Right. Um. Now, that comes very quickly down to, like, here's your pasta, here's your jar of sauce. Mm -hmm. And it is a no-frills meal. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just, you're not getting anything extravagant. Mm -hmm. um, but it also becomes, it is a very bland meal. Mm -hmm. like, or can be. Um, I would say there's, you know, probably were a fair number of hot dogs. Again, most of these are like age appropriate foods, at least. Right. Like most six year olds don't have a palate for mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're all about, well, and there's a whole argument to be made there about the fact that we as a society have basically created this problem in the first place, but um most kids have a very limited palate uh -huh. uh, mostly because that's all they've been exposed to uh -huh. and that's what stores and tv sells us that our right. kids want to eat and companies are paying a lot of money to put these advertisements in front of kids and make them say mommy i want this all right daddy mm -hmm. i want this right but you know salmon not that expensive Ten dollars and fifty-eight cents for that one blew your mind. And uh, now, like Why that drove you up a wall. Oh, it drove yeah. me up a wall. I was pissed at you. <laughs> Send him to the grocery store. He comes back with this big bag of salmon. I've been programmed for my life. The salmon is expensive. <laughs> oh, he was. He just like the look on his face is okay. Well, that was our entire food budget for the month. How much more did you spend? Yeah. And I'm just kind of like sitting there like, dude, yeah. where did you get your information from? Because like, no, 
Yeah. Like this is like seven dollars at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I there are some things I'll buy at Walmart, some things I won't. Meat is usually a no unless it's frozen. Yeah. Well, like, I don't like their fresh meat counter. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the other thing that will blow people's mind. $14 <laughs> for a two-pound pack of beef. $14 for a, I think it's three pounds of shrimp. I'm sure people think we eat extravagant when I post pictures of when I've done a shrimp Alfredo. Yeah, no, it's not. That meal's normally less than a $6 meal, people. Well, and it's it is a two pound bag of uh, mm-hmm. shrimp, um, but still, uh-huh. like it's not that bad, right? Yeah, uh, Brenda had the same reaction on salmon as you did. Yeah, she just looked at the price and did the double take of wait, this is expensive. How is it cheap? What's wrong with it? I'm sure. Um, no, like there's a number of things that we've gone through that with, because now there are some things I do not care what's on sale. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the better price is. Like generally I'm a price shopper. I do care what things cost by the half ounce. Um, uh, like I will, there are some things that are ubiquitous and I'm looking for the best price. Mm-hmm. Other things I'm like, nope. One of these is all that needs to exist in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't care about anything else on this shelf. Mm-hmm. This is the one we buy. Mm-hmm. Because these are a waste of money, and that extra 89 cents or whatever is money well spent. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, we buy this, and it goes in the trash. Right. You buy this, and it gets eaten, consumed, and enjoyed. Mm-hmm worth the 89 cents one of our first problems in our relationship he had fake mayonnaise <laughs> that's one i don't care about i have no care or concern about mayonnaise another one was he had terrible flour i don't know what that white dust he had was but it wasn't flour i don't know what it was either is whatever the hell was on sale uh-huh and now now the one thing he did have to go through with me and i just haven't helped me I don't know how I had missed in all the years. I've been buying flour thinking flour was flour and it didn't matter what the hell you bought. Um, turns out this is why I can't bake for shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is I did not know. Like I had never registered that like I knew there was bread flour. I knew there's all purpose flour. I knew there was this flour and that flour. I'm like, what the hell's the damn different salt flour? Yeah, this one might be a little better for bread, or this one might be a little better for this, and self-rising. I I had never made the, an important distinction between the types of flour. I thought, eh, whatever. Cake flour yeah. is for cakes, bread flour is for bread, <laughs> rising flour is for biscuits, and all-purpose flour is for every damn thing else, and they all should be King Arthur or Golden Medal. <clears throat> uh-huh. Yeah, he had many problems because I'm like, what's well, the cheapest? Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, you want had. gluten content. This is why you can't But I don't generally, stuff. but here's the thing. I, because of this, and because this happened way earlier in my life that I didn't know or care about different types of flour, 
I've tried making a few different things that blew up in my face. Now I know why. But, and so I just, well, I can't bake. That's my damn problem. I'm not a baker. Some people are bakers. Some people are not. I am not, um, is what I thought it meant. And because one of my siblings can, can bake beautifully, like put it, like throw a baking recipe at them. They will do marvelous things. I cannot bake is what I thought the deal was. Okay, fine. Cool. Went along for years. And actually, I think the whole breakdown moment you had was, I forget what I was getting ready to do, but I was getting ready to put, I think, self-rising flour in it. And of course, it's like generic, like Walmart number 53 flour. You know, you get what I mean. It's like rando flour, but it's like self-rising. I'm getting ready to put it in this recipe and your brain just exploded in multiple points. No, <laughs> you cannot do that. Yeah, he went to bread something well self-rising. Actually, no. <laughs> My oh, brain exploded when I looked at your pantry. I was making pepperoni rolls, and the only thing he had was self-rising flour. Well, okay, that was it. Yeah, no, it was the other way around. You went to grab the flour because you had asked me, you have flour, right? Uh-huh. And there's no flour. Oh, it's over in the pantry. What? What? <laughs> yeah, there was a whole relearn on that one. Is we don't store flour on a shelf. Flour goes in the freezer. Okay, that's news to me. <laughs> like my whole life, flour's been in a container. <laughs> yeah, and yours wasn't. Well, you know, like, again, like, I bought little teeny tiny bags of flour. Mm -hmm. On the off chance, a recipe calls for, like, a tablespoon of flour. That's a tablespoon of all-purpose flour. I know. I've been chucking flour, whatever the hell I had. Because I never paid attention. I bought the smallest, cheapest one on the shelf, put it in the cart, mm -hmm. went home, cooked whatever I needed to cook, and it turned out or didn't. Yeah, I, like you still, I think you're still amazed by my pies. Okay, see, we, we, we don't talk about pies, okay? No. What pies are we not talking about? Any of them. I was talking about the uh, apple pie that you told me, bullshit, that's going to be a mess, and I'm like, watch it. Well, again, and I, I've, I've told people this for many years, is I'm not a baker. You can give me a cooking recipe general cooking recipe i can tell you if it's good bad or if it's fucked up uh -huh. or how to fix it i look at a baking recipe and my brain goes Duh. i don't know how any of that works together i do not understand the food science of baking at all meanwhile gifted with the nose of it's done uh -huh. like you have a one minute window to pull that out of the oven or it's burnt uh-huh Pull it now. Right. That I'm gifted with. That I can smell that from the other side of the house. Pull it now. I know that has to do with caramelization of sugar. Right. And there's a certain point. Uh -huh. And I smell that smell and my brain goes off like alarm bells. Uh -huh. Pull it. Right. And Brenda's got the right answer. Duke mayonnaise. <laughs> and if they're out, Joe's making mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, other things I learned that was a thing. Like I knew you could. I like I'd known that for a while, but like it got to a serious issue when like there was a you know a uh, Duke's shortage, and all of a sudden I got told you're gonna make this, and I'm like, what? You got to buy your toy though. Oh God. Oh, Sue Brenda says, Joe, I had an aunt that couldn't bake either. She killed slice and bake cookies even. No, 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 no. If I buy prepackaged cookies, I'm great. Mm-hmm. I like, I will, and I will, I will go buy a roll of cookie dough. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-mm, ain't even screwing with that. Um, generally speaking, like the only cookies I bake and I've screwed them up and now I know why. Could not figure it out for the longest time were the potato chip cookies, because of course no one makes that in a roll you can go buy in the refrigerated case, because no one knows what that is, and they're generally impressed, unless you use the wrong flour. Then they get weird. (laughs) Self-rising flour and a a potato chip cookie recipe, not the best combo, I believe. All right, we will cover relationship advice, and then we will move on. All righty. So here we go. <laughs> oh, and Brenda knows what they are. All right. So relationship advice. How do I tell my boyfriend I need more? I, 18 female, have been with my boyfriend, 21 male, for six months. I absolutely adore and love him, but there is one glaring issue. He won't show any emotion. He's your typical tough blue-collar man. I'm very open with him about my emotions and my emotional connection with him. He, on the other hand, it's like pulling teeth to get him to share his emotions with me. We have an awesome physical connection, but when it comes to showing emotions, he just shuts down or doesn't put forth anything for me. He always opens the door for me, walks closest to traffic, holds my hand in public, and always waits outside of the bathroom for me in public. I truly have never felt more safe in a relationship because he is always by my side. Where I start to have problems with this relationship is he never tells me he misses me, tells me he's thinking about me, or any of the typical newer relationship things, which wouldn't be a big deal for me if he didn't work such a demanding job that takes up a ton of his time. He's a lineman. He's often out of town, so it makes it hard sometimes for us to spend that quality time together because I, too, work a full-time job, veterinary tech. I am fulfilled in every aspect of our relationship except for the emotional intimacy. He also doesn't often open up about his feelings, and it sucks sometimes knowing that no one in the world knows me better than him, but I often don't know what he, what's going on with him. I've talked to him many times about opening up to me, but it just never seems to work. Does anyone have any advice on what I should do to let him know I'm accepting of his emotions and he can let the guard down? Give him a to-do list. Interesting. Lay it out. This is what I need from you. Oh, just the literal, I need to hear the following. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry, I thought you meant like a honeydew list, and I'm like, 
I don't know that's going to fix this. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, it sounds well. like he'll knock it out in a weekend. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't think that's going to really give her the warm, fuzzy feeling she's looking for here of I feel a deep emotional connection to you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, I now have a remodeled house. That's fine. <laughs> but again, give him a to-do list. Tell him where he's lacking. Every bit of where he's lacking. Because he's like, if he's lacking in emotional intimacy, he's lacking in other departments that matters to him. Okay. And you. Different love languages. I I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, I think this may go past that. Yeah. Like, this kind of goes, like, I just screaming through my head while reading was hearing the whole Brene Brown uh-huh. uh, comment on meeting a, a, a man who read her book and said, it's really interesting that you chose to talk about women. Uh-huh. Because... Like, and then pointed out, like, his problems with being vulnerable is his wife and kids would rather watch him drop dead mm-hmm. than to admit he needed help mm-hmm. and ruin the white knight fantasy that they have going with him. Right. I, that's sometimes a big part of it, too. Mm-hmm. That's a very big part of it. You know, um, we... we like something tells me you start digging into this it's gonna be like have you met his father mm-hmm. he's gonna be the say he's duplicate All right like just put that man on a xerox machine and All there right. you go All right you probably have his father's duplicate right um who is a duplicate of his grandfather which is a duplicate of and on up the family line well not only that but it, he may not have the language skills Sorry, men do not know and more than emotions. It's like this morning. Love my Joe to death. <laughs> okay. I wake this up. It's going to be fun. I wake up to a new schedule that I'm trying out to see if it's going to work. I walk in. Note there are two problems here. One, I haven't had my latte. Two, I'm just waking up. He starts listing off my updates for the day. I mean, he's better than most cell phones with this. This is wonderful. He knows I'm dressed to go to the gym. He tells me this, 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 this. To change my plans. I am not emotionally activated yet. I am not in the mood to communicate with anyone other than my Keurig. Let's also clarify this for everything for everyone. What this means is Neanderthal man over here is now grunting and his knuckles are beating against the floor as he has heard the fo- like these things. Continue, please. <laughs> he goes into a full panic mode with me. Are you mad at me? Did I say something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Shout out I have not had coffee yet. You weren't giving me any information, and you're just, I'm sorry. Like, I, you were getting ready to go out. I thought you might want to know about the situation with car. Thought you might want to know. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, it's the fucking car. They told me yesterday, 
paying no attention to the lights and run it, it's safe. The computer's still tr get, we're trying to work through its data. Yeah. Great. But I, I thought before you got behind the wheel, uh -huh. it might be important to know uh -huh. that the engine light is on uh -huh. and it may uh -huh. still be doing the stuck in four-wheel drive thing. Right. Well, it's malfunctioning. It, the computer is reading that it needs to go into four-wheel drive. It's not needing to go into four-wheel drive. And the light is on because the O2 sensor overheated. But we haven't even delved into which of the three O2 sensors need to be replaced. Still thought it was important information before he got in the car. I know. I get that. I understand that. It's drivable. The next one was, was fairly simple. Uh-huh. A client booked for three. Uh-huh. It is currently 1.42 p.m. Uh-huh. Do with that as you will. If you can get to the gym and back in an hour. Nope. Um, then you go right ahead, buddy. Uh-huh. If you want to talk to that client about rescheduling, you can do that. That's awesome. Uh -huh. um, if you just want to cancel their appointment and be the dick, then you can do that too. That's an option you have. The system will let you do it. Yeah. Um, I don't think you will, even without coffee and being like, my morning's effed up now. But I'm just sitting there. And then all I get is he stomps off like, <laughs> are you, I think, are you mad is a valid question. Did I do something? Like, I thought this would be information you wanted. Like, oh my God. Now, start in my mind, is his ex-boss the good one? This is how I'm starting mornings with you from now on. <laughs> that don't threaten me. <laughs> I know how to control that element. Moving <laughs> on. His ex-boss, he knew. You don't talk to her if she comes into the office. She comes in, she gets her cup of coffee, she goes to the office, she shuts her door. You come back when that's, you open the that's, door. That's back a long ways. But yeah, no, no, that is how that works. Yeah. But there were exceptions. Uh-huh. Like, there were exceptions. It's like, dear God, no, you don't schedule her an appointment for, like, you know, 9.30, let alone 9 or 8 a.m. Because she don't get there till 9.30 and <laughs> No. 10. 10 is the earliest you want to think about an appointment. Mm -hmm. But there are exceptions. But we have been there together is... for five years. He repeatedly does this. We have repeatedly got into arguments that we didn't have to get into. Because mm -hmm. he instantly thinks I have three emotions. No, I have more. <laughs> There's like 48 emotions in the human dialect. Unfortunately, you express all of them like you're about to rip a head off of something. No. Yes, you do. Gah! That's that's your emotional like visibility. Uh huh. It's called. I don't know if you're over there like me. Happy, love everyone. Happy long time. <laughs> but you still look like. <laughs> yes, you. Harry, from day one. Hell, from night one, you know. He doesn't have coffee. He is not in a communicative space. Yeah. These are things you learn to deal with. 
I don't walk in at seven o'clock in the morning, look at him and go, I made $8,000. We talked to over 14 different countries, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to go give a TEDx talk on relationship values and how to negotiate the cost of admission. The hell you don't. The hell you don't. (laughs) I at least let you have one cup of tea before I start blooming off report. Uh Uh-uh. No, you do not. You hand it to me. You walk away for five minutes. You assume somehow this piping hot Satan piss that you have brought me has within five minutes cooled down enough that I've consumed enough to be awake enough for you to come back in like a ADHD squirrel on meth and tell me about your night. It would be more organized then. Oh, it's organized. Calm discussion if there was an ADHD squirrel on meth. Because Adderall and meth are two chemical compounds away from each other. Yeah, well. Uh, Well, two molecules, I think. So my advice is, one, sit down and write him a lovely long email about everything you just said. And then put down there. Honey, to-do list, I need you to figure out your emotional band, where you feel comfortable expressing it, and how you plan on doing that. And give him and a table. selection of options. I have done this with someone. It works lovely. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, we've cracked Brenda up. And there's a book that I highly recommend to everybody looking to get into a relationship or having relationship problems. It's called More Love, Less Conflict. I don't own this book. I own this book, but I didn't write it. I had nothing to do with it. That author is on fire in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has mm-hmm. lovely quizzes to figure out which type of a communicator you are. Oh, God, I know this book. Yes, you do. Oh, God. I described it to my therapist as, have you ever dated a 17-year-old girl with a copy of a teen magazine? Oh, it is like 101 quizzes for, like, all roads lead to, like, he's cheating on you. Like, this is how the questions feel, at least. Is it does. It feels like all of them are trick questions. Like somehow I'm going to get slapped. Maybe that's just because I've been through like that situation before mm-hmm. where I've gotten asked, like I, I've dated someone who did ask me the constant never ending string of impossible questions. Like if I died tomorrow, how long? Would you wait to clean out my bedside table? Could be four hours. There's no right answer. Let me tell you what the answer to that question is. Never, never, never will I ever. Four hours. No, it's never. I've got anything less than never. Anything that does not express your never-ending, undying love and the fact that you are totally and completely irreplaceable is the wrong answer long enough uh nope wrong answer you would have gotten smacked no 
I will find the copy of the book and we will do one of the quizzes on air. <laughs> and if I can find the author's contact information, my address book, I'll bring you back on. Because he needs oh, an accolade. Because he's done really damn good with his book. Oh. Well, I'll be booking extra therapy. Please. <laughs> it is therapy. <laughs> Not when it induces trauma. Like he starts on the quizzes and I'm just sitting here going, I need so many meds right now. Mm -hmm. Cosmo quizzes, bingo. You got it. Teen magazine, Cosmo quizzes. It's the, you know, woman's day. Uh-huh. Like they got the, some of their quizzes from that book. He got some of his questions from those magazines. Uh-huh. But again, oh, he's got other ones. We need to reach out to Jonathan Robertson. He has the Enlightenment Project, um, Communication, Miracles of Couples. I haven't read that one yet. More Love, Less Conflict, Real Wealth. Um, he's a very accomplished author. Finding Happiness Now. Conversations with the dog, which is where I came in with him at. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Please, please give the dogs more quizzes. Yes. Absolutely. You can quiz the dog like they are going to be a Jeopardy contestant all day long. Oh, here's a link to his Amazon page. I will reach out to him and see if he can come on. And I've got to find my copy of his book. I will build you a puppy-sized podium for all three contestants <laughs> if I can get out of quizzes. No. Shit. Okay. Well, here's hoping I get struck by lightning. Uh-huh. I ain't gonna happen either. <laughs> All right, so of course we want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda Bryant, Ashley Guest, Shannon C, Shannon D, Lady Gwendolyn, Charles Shaw, Dottie the Psychic, Tracy Van, and the Laughing Tree Grove. If you'd like to learn more about us, the show, or how you too can become one of our Patreon sponsors and receive all the wonderful benefits that our baristas receive, please visit us at pcspnetwork.com. Yeah, so then you guys have an enjoyable weekend. There will be a psychic that plans this week, and we'll be going through some new setup. Until then, have fun, be safe, and plan. Good night, y'all. Good night. Let's work. Ciao. Showtime, showtime, never back in downtime. One shot, yo, make it count, yo. Crunch time, shine time, make this moment my time. Get a grip, yo, ready, set, go. We bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. Let's work. Bring the thunder. Let's go.
Yeah, it's my time, yo time, step into the spotlight. Get lit, yo, let yourself go. High time, high time, gotta go big time. This is it, yo, never take no flight time. Grind time, take it to the street time. Turn the roof off, get loco. Game time, win time, we gon' bring it home time. No regrets now, let it all go. We bring the thunder.